Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. So I have come up with some profound wisdom that I want to share with you here this morning. It is an answer to an age-old question, one that philosophers, gurus, scholars, sages, poets, novelists, and theorists have been pondering and pontificating about since the beginning of pondering and pontificating. And that is, what does it mean to live a good life? Well, the field of psychology has previously produced two concepts on what is called the good life. One is a happy life, often referred to as a hedonic well-being. In other words, doing stuff that makes you happy just because it makes you happy. A happy life, as it's called, is a life full of stability, pleasure, enjoyment, and positive emotions. The second is what's called a meaningful life, often referred to as a eudaimonic well-being. This is living a purpose-driven life, one of virtue, devotion, service, sacrifice, and in the pursuit of human excellence. But in recent years, a long-neglected version of the good life has been receiving greater research attention. It is called the psychologically rich life. Now, the psychologically rich life is a full, complex mental engagement, a wide range of intense and deep emotions and diverse, novel, and surprising and interesting experiences. Sometimes the experiences are pleasant, sometimes they are meaningful, and sometimes they are neither pleasant nor meaningful. However, they are rarely boring or monotonous. Both happy and meaningful lives can become monotonous as well as repetitive. A person with a steady office job, married with children, may be generally happy with their life and still be bored out of their skull. A person living a meaningful life can also find it routine, mundane, and monotonous. Also, the psychologically rich life doesn't necessarily involve economic richness. Psychological richness is related to, but partially distinct from both happy and meaningful lives. Psychological richness is much more a strongly correlated with curiosity, with openness to experience and experiencing both positive and negative emotions more intensely. Of course, the answer to what constitutes this good life involves a healthy mixture of all three states of being. Living a life of meaning, one with purpose that positively contributes to the lives of others, as well as happiness simply for the experiencing of the blessings of joy and pleasure that this life has to offer us. And then challenging ourselves with diverse and mentally and physically and emotionally intense experiences simply for the sake of curiosity, stimulus, and adventure, risking what could be even a negative or wasteful experience. Now, coming to understand these three distinct definitions for living a good life, I realize how narrowly I live. You see, I live 99% in the meaningful life category, meaning everything I do, think about, read, listen to, everybody that I talk to, meet and engage with, every waking moment, and if I can influence my brain to work on something in my sleep even, is devoted 99% to productivity, making growth progress, and advancing my purpose. I am not revealing this to you to boast. In fact, I'm revealing this to you to confess. This is not as good of a life as it should be, could be, that I should be making it to be. I do 
zero for psychological richness. If something doesn't have purpose, I just don't do it. I don't read books that don't have purpose. I can't even remember the time I read a fiction book at all. I don't listen to podcasts that don't have purpose. I won't take phone calls, have meetings, or hang out with people that don't have purpose. You invite me to go fishing, hunting, bird watching, sailing, or whatever, unless the people attending support my purpose, I'm not going. Why don't I learn a foreign language, learn to play a musical instrument? Why don't I play video games? jigsaw puzzles or do Sudoku? Why don't I surf, kite surf, deep sea dive, play tennis or golf? Why? Because time, energy, and life force expenditure there does not serve my purpose. Again, I am telling you this to confess, this is not good. I don't regret living a meaningful life at all. It is because I do that we have all of this together. What I am coming to see though is this, and I share this with you to consider for yourself. I am missing out on a lot of life, capital L-I-F-E. And if I did die living only as I have been living, I think I would regret it. I would come to see my dedication to living only one way, not as wise or triumphant, but as short-sighted and maybe even uncourageous. It is short-sighted not to relish in the beauty the pleasures and the enjoyments of life, just for the sheer hedonic rewards. No purpose needed, only joy and happiness by itself for its own sake. I might afford 1% of my life to that, and that's no joke. About all I come up with that I do for happiness sakes alone is watching a good movie, a great massage, or watching the sunset with my wife on our balcony. I mean, that's it. Everything else has some form of purpose. Yes, I work out, I go on long walks or hikes and I take vacations, but I'm telling you, rather confessing to you, I do all that to serve my purpose, not to pursue my happiness. And it is uncourageous of me to not challenge my routine and status quo with a wider range of diverse, novel and complex and sometimes maybe even negative perspective changing events only for the very sakes of experiencing and exploring one's inner world. So the answer to this all important question of what constitute a good life is this, a mixture of all three, happiness, meaning, and psychological richness. Right now, I am probably 1%, 99%, zero. I aim to be 10%, 80%, 10%. Yes, I absolutely want to live mostly a dedicated life to meaning, to purpose, to contribution, to making a positive impact. At the same time, I want to proactively spend 10% of my time dedicated to activities that just make me happy with no purpose associated with it whatsoever. I just gotta figure out what those things are. And I want to proactively spend 10% of my time saying yes to activities that I have no idea whether they'd make me happy or not, but they are just different. They're novel and they're challenging, mentally, physically, and emotionally. I just gotta figure out what those things are. But those are my goals, all in pursuit of living a good life. So now, you tell us, what do you think your percentages are between a happy, a meaningful, and a psychologically rich life? And now that you understand the distinction between the three of them, what is your allocation goal going forward? And here's to living large.